0: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked
1: On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, and welcome into the Locked On Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two writers. We've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons doing our own Facebook live show, Chargers Domination Live. I also write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show. Happy Friday. If you don't already, make sure to go follow or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts from. Special thank you to anyone who's checking out the show for the first time. We hope you guys enjoy it. Appreciate you checking it out and another shout out to all of our loyal fans as well. But on today's show... We have to get into this conversation with Brandon Staley, the Chargers' new head coach, and the athletic writer Jordan Rodrigue, who covers the Rams but has some history with Brandon Staley in his time there last year. A lot of talk about relationship building, some of the Justin Herbert getting taught by a defensive coach stuff, and even Brandon Staley kind of calling out some fake NFL coaches. Not by name, but it was surprising to hear that from him. And then in segment two and three, we are going to be getting into... The final top 10 list from ESPN, they pulled 50 executives, players, scouts, and coaches and came up with the top 10 players at every position. Luckily, in the second segment, we're going to be getting into lists that the Chargers are well represented. Justin Herbert ended up coming in the top 10 amongst quarterbacks and Keenan Allen ranked really highly amongst wide receivers. But did a Chargers offensive lineman make the top 10 in the league according to to their peers. You're going to have to wait till the end of the show for that. We're going to get into the interior offensive line rankings and the tackle rankings. So, David, let's go ahead and get into it. Before we start, actually, guys, if you guys are getting ready for fantasy football, make sure to check out the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast with Vinny Iyer. You can get that wherever you get your podcast from. If you're trying to make yourself some money, inform yourself. Listen to Vinny Iyer and Locked On Fantasy Football podcast and you will not regret it. But getting into this Brandon Staley interview I mean anytime we hear Brandon Staley speak even as I'm reading an article of him talking to someone else I can kind of hear it in his voice right and Jordan Rodrigue does a great job covering the Rams for the Athletic one of Daniel Popper our favorite beat writers you know fellow cohorts but she did a really good job of Brandon Staley and it started with talking about relationships David and we heard that from day one that he was a relationship guy, he's a great communicator. He wants to do all of these things, right? And he wants it and he wants it to all be genuine. And it's easy to say that, and it's another thing to actually form these relationships, to invest the time in your players and do all of these things. So she was asking what that process has been like at this point. And it was pretty cool what he said because he said when Derwin James sends you a picture of his baby boy right after his birth you know that you're doing something right, right? That something's being started, that there's a foundation being built. And I think that's just a cool thing. I mean, you know, Brandon Staley's stoked on getting that picture from Derwin James. But he also said, you know, he has a great relationship with guys like Austin Prohl, too. Like, it's not just one guy. He has these great relationships. Is trying to do that with everybody on the team, even a guy like Prohl, who he's kind of saying here, like, that guy's not even going to make the team. And I have a relationship with that guy, but... You're seeing that foundation getting built, David, and I do think it will lead to a more cohesive relationship between the coaches and the players and, you know, really help Rain and Staley succeed in 2021.
0: Yeah, I mean, because sharing the fact that you had a baby, I mean, it's an exciting thing. I mean, I, I have a nine year old boy and I remember when I had my son, I definitely wanted to share him with everybody that was important to me. Did you send any
1: pictures to your football coach? (laughs) Uh,
0: No, I did not. Uh, But I didn't have a football coach at that time to send a picture to. But Darwin James did. And the fact that he was comfortable enough and had that relationship already to where he wanted to show and share something important to him with his head coach, I think just bodes very well for that relationship and the type of relationship that Brandon Staley is trying to foster. He also talked about um, connecting with Keenan Allen as well and flying out his his brother who had just made partner at his firm uh, to hang out and connect with him at the U S open. Uh, I mean, talking football. And uh, I mean, I think that's just another example of Brandon Staley, really trying to connect with his players and be very close and really try to nurture and foster those relationships.
1: I'm so pissed off that I didn't go to that golf tournament. If I knew Brandon Staley and Keenan Allen were there, I would have been all over it. Torrey pines in San Diego, Ugh, blown opportunity there. But it's not just the verbal part of this, right, David? Because for Frank Smith, the offensive line coach, it's a physical thing as well because he actually moved his office downstairs to where the team meetings and things like that are by the exit. So he's seeing every offensive lineman when they get there and when they leave. And Brandon Steele talked about, you know, sometimes it's a different feel upstairs and downstairs. You can be a little bit more free when you're sitting in the same spot that you'd be having a meeting and having normal football conversations anyways. But this was the part I found most interesting about it. He said, when he was kind of calling out you know, some other coaches, saying, you see that a lot in the NFL. People are putting on a front. They're playing a part in a movie. They're not necessarily being authentic, full self. I think that Frank has done with our group. is opened himself up. And by doing that, it's opened them up. So they aren't just talking about things, David. Like even just moving an office and things like that. They're leaving no stone unturned.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really thought that was awesome. Honestly, I mean, and I can really understand why he would say that. That's something that could be really intimidating. I mean, when you get called up to the coach's office, that doesn't normally uh, bode very well, (laughs) and sometimes it feels a bit uncomfortable. So, being in the same playing field and being in the kind of the same common areas that they're already used to, uh, you know, you know, being in, and I think that's really awesome, and I think it makes it. makes that relationship or building that relationship with your coach a lot easier. And I also liked a comment where he said that I liked my coaches to you know go out and, and work out with the players and work out at the same time that the players are working out. He said that you can really learn a lot about the players and, and really help you understand and, and really get the pulse of the team. Which is not easy
1: to do when you're an NFL coach, right? I mean, you have your own homework. You're getting work to the bone anyways. You have a ton of other meetings with other coaches and stuff while the players have already been sent home. So to go that extra mile, I think, is kind of what makes Frank Smith a special special coach. And as Brandon Staley put it, now our lines of communication are open in a way that wouldn't be possible if you were upstairs all the time. So I do think he did surround himself with guys who think like him. And that's such a Brandon Staley move to be like, you know, I'm moving my office. I know all the other coaches are here. I'm going to be down here so I see every guy when they walk in and when they leave and continue to try to forge those relationships. But we have to talk about Justin Herbert, and they talked about Justin Herbert. And one of the things they were focusing on is just how he's coaching Justin Herbert as a defensive coach, because that was a big storyline when they hired a defensive mastermind instead of someone like Brian Dable, right? Why would you do that when you're trying to get the most out of Justin Herbert? And basically what he said is, Justin Herbert also knows the defense as well, and Brandon Staley, even though he's a defensive coach, knows all of the terminology from the you know Chargers offense. He knows what that offense is, and he said he would from the very beginning. He said, "So I can speak his language on a day-to-day basis, and then I feel like a big contribution for me it is to help him identify defenses and how people play and what their rules are, their personnel groupings that they play, these are the fronts they play, the coverages they play, and so on and so forth." But that's exactly what we were hoping for, and it doesn't happen unless he does know what's happening offensively. The Brandon Staley, that is, right. Like he has to know every aspect of the team. But he did say that now that he's the head coach, he really did enjoy going with Justin Herbert, telling him what defenses are trying to take away from him, and helping him get just that much better.
0: Yeah, and he said that you know he tries to help him also prepare from a ball perspective, just asking a lot of questions and being a part of the conversation and the dialogue. He said I'm the checks and balances that offers him a, a you know a different perspective, a, a fresh perspective, if you will. I mean, just coming from that defensive side. I mean, we, we talked uh, I think a couple of times just about how Brandon Staley can help can help Justin Herbert learn what the defense is trying to do to him. That way he can get his offense in the best play. I mean, I think having a defensive-minded head coach is going to be such an asset for him to really give him that full education to where he's mastering the offense at, to a point to where he can check and get his his team and get his offense in the best position in in the and in the best play.
1: When it helps him, too, if he sees something he doesn't like offensively, he can put his input in, right? Because he is very involved in the offense it's not just hey I told you we have a role you run it every time on third and one. seems a little bit different but he said when you can speak that part of the language and know both sides of the football it's not like you're some sort of defensive coach you're just his coach right and I think that's a goal of mine to establish I'm a coach not just a defensive coach I'm his coach Justin Herbert that is just like I'm Derwin James's coach and I've really enjoyed that and I'm excited that he's part of it like as much as I wanted Anthony Lynn To keep his fingers out of, you know, Shane Steichen's playbook, that was just because I knew Anthony Lynn, you know, former running back, had a certain way of thinking. It's like I want Brandon Staley overseeing this, right, with Joe Lombardi, with Shane Day. I don't want him constantly meddling, of course, but he's just a coach that just seems so smart about the game and can help them devise game plans based on what he would do against them as a defensive coordinator. I think that's just going to help everybody in the building, and I think for the Chargers. That's exactly what they're hoping for. But they do have some pretty talented players as well, including a couple of guys who are ranked in the top 10 of their position by ESPN, Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. So we're going to talk about the top 10 receivers and quarterbacks in the league coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked on Chargers podcast is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA finals are heating up. And there's a UFC card pretty much every weekend that you can bet on. And I know me and David both enjoy that a lot. But even if you only like betting on football, that's okay too. Because there's a ton of NFL futures that you can bet on right now. Basically, you can bet on things that are going to happen even though the football season hasn't started. So if you think the Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl, you'd make a hell of a lot of money on that bet. Not telling you to do it. But if you want to bet on where they're going to place in the AFC West. If you think, you know, Asante Samuel Jr. can be defensive player of the year. Can Justin Herbert be the NFL MVP? Can Keenan Allen lead the league in receiving yards? You can find the best odds for all of those things at BetOnline. And right now, if you head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, you can receive a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. It's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, at BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David, well, everybody loves a good list talk, right? And I think the biggest question for me is, was a Chargers offensive lineman going to make a top 10 list? And we'll get into that next because they came out with the interior offensive line and the offensive tackles, the top 10 in the league. And that might be a more depressing list. So let's start with the one that's a little bit more exciting because <clears throat> one of the guys that we always say is constantly underrated is Keenan Allen. And when this list came out, I'm not going to lie to you, Last year, he was ranked eighth, but you know, with a little bit of a banged up season, averaging less than 10 yards per catch, even though he scored more touchdowns, still had 100 plus receptions, you weren't sure he was going to get that credit. But lo and behold, David, Keenan Allen comes in at number six on this list. And this is a list by Jeremy Fowler, who polled 50 league executives, coaches, scouts, and players to help them stack the top 10 players at 11 different positions from Ed rusher to interior offensive linemen and all the way through tight ends, and just so you know the rule, this is to objectively identify the best players right now for 2021, as they put it, and right now, Keenan is one of the best that's going, he's one of the most talented receivers in the league, maybe the best route runner in the league, it's either him or Devontae Adams who comes in at number one, but the list is this, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, and Keenan Allen. I don't even feel like I need to argue that he should be higher. I mean, I was bracing myself for lower because of big, you know, years from a guy like Justin Jefferson or, you know, DK Metcalf or A.J. Brown. And this list, David, Keenan Allen is getting some respect.
0: Yeah, I I think this is one of the few lists that feature Keenan Allen to where I'm not upset At where he's at. I mean, honestly, I think most of the time I'm pretty pissed off because he gets disrespected. I think he's one of the more disrespected wide receivers in the league, and he's consistently one of the best. I mean, he has three out of the last four seasons with over 100 catches. He is the model of consistency. I know he had some injury issues in the beginning of his career, but he has... Put that very, very far in the rearview mirror. Now he's just consistent. He's one of the better pass scratchers on third downs. If you need a first down, you're looking at Keenan Allen. You're trying to get that conversion, and more often than not, Keenan Allen is definitely getting that for you. I thought one of the interesting comments that they uh, added on this was that they use tape. Opposing teams use tape of Keenan Allen on how to win at the line of scrimmage. I think that is a, a pretty big endorsement.
1: Yeah, and why wouldn't you, right? I mean, his routes are picture perfect. The way he sets up defensive backs, there's no one in the league that does it better than him. Maybe some do it as well as him, but I will defy anyone who says that they do it better than Keenan Allen because he's just such a technician. And yeah, like you said, I mean, one of the executives talked about, hey, if I need eight yards on any given play in a crucial situation, he's one of the first guys I'm calling, and that is such a great skill set to have right i mean there's not many more important things as a wide receiver than getting open and that's what keenan Allen does on a regular basis so it was nice to see him getting his just desserts because he absolutely deserved to be on one of these lists and i think this is just a little redemption for all the lists that he's been left off of but keenan Allen, very very deserving and justin herbert and i will you know tell no lie here is a guy that when we were doing our top 10 quarterbacks, he was kind of right on the brink, right? I mean, there's yeah. a kind of a crowd right there. So it's like, what are you going off of? I mean, for Keenan Allen, seems like they're going off a little bit of at least some reputation, right? At least yeah. we've seen him do it because, you know, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, those guys are about as impressive as you can be, right? But it seems like Keenan Allen gets the edge there because he's done it now for a little bit. That's why it's hard to place Justin Herbert because it's hard not to You know, give some credit to some guys who have already put in some time in the league and have had multiple successful seasons. But that didn't stop the players, coaches, and executives around the league from keeping Justin Herbert out of the top 10. He sneaks in at number 9. I will say that Deshaun Watson was left off of this list for legal reasons, right? So at the very worst, he drops down to 10. He still makes it. The lowest he was ranked was unranked. But the highest he was ranked was number six. Yeah,
0: that was crazy.
1: That is crazy. But, I mean, we have to talk about the funniest thing about this, right? Which is a Pro Bowl running back ended up telling Jeremy Fowler, he's big as hell. He looks like Megatron. He's going to be a factor for a long time. And I think as good as he was last year, right, he was good while also being somewhat of an imposing figure, right? I mean, knocks out a Chiefs linebacker on the sideline. In his got his some hard start. hits, sure. Like he got some hard hits, also delivered some hard hits, even though it didn't really seem like he was trying to. But that was just one of the comments I thought was hilarious.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, you look at him; he is, he is a giant. I mean, six six. I mean, two forty. He's solid, but he's extremely athletic too. I mean, he's just not. He's not one of those just lanky quarterbacks that can't move. This guy can move. I mean, he he can extend the play. He can throw on the run. I mean, he said that a really good comp was Josh Allen. And I think I agree with that. I think he's maybe a little bit more athletic than Josh Allen. Um, But, I mean, he can make all of those throws. I mean, he he said the throws he was making as a rookie to hang in there and deliver almost 60 yards in the air off his back foot while getting drilled, rookies just don't make that type of play unless they're a special player. So having Justin Herbert, who had one of the most historic rookie seasons for a rookie quarterback in NFL history, to be on this list, to be – to be recognized as one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league by coaches and players and people in the game. I think that's a very, very high praise. And maybe we need to reevaluate our own top 10 rankings for omitting Justin Herbert.
1: Yeah. And I get it. Right. I mean, I think nobody would have been super upset if he ends up in the others receiving votes or something like that. But I don't know if he's more athletic than Josh Allen. That might be a little biased sneaking in here just because We've seen Josh Allen as so much more of a runner of the football, designed runs, actually, you know, breaking tackles and things like that much more than we've seen, obviously, from Justin Herbert, who you're trying to, you know, kind of lock up, you know, wrap up and bubble wrap. But Josh Allen has at least 421 rushing yards in all of his seasons. I think the exciting thing about Justin Herbert is we didn't really start to see. Josh Allen looked that impressive until this last season. It didn't really all come together for him until year three. You saw a lot of the things you saw from Josh Allen this year from Justin Herbert in his first season, right? So he's ahead of the curve. If that's the comparison there, Josh Allen's a little bit more thick. He's thicker built for sure, which is why you get, you know, some of those quarterback draws and stuff like that. And I don't even necessarily want, you know, Justin Herbert running those plays, but both have gigantic, you know, bazooka arms, Both can extend the play and make plays on the run. That is so special, and I think the connection between Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, who both end up in the top ten of their position, was something else that's so special. I mean, you can look at week one, long third down. He ends up, you know, as he's getting drilled, makes a throw to Keenan Allen over the middle of the field. You have the other Keenan Allen touchdown in the end zone where he's totally covered. Justin Herbert throws him open. He just stands there, and it's a bullet right at him. Those are the plays right right there, though, right?
0: Those are the plays that that foster that relationship. You're like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot in the beginning. And Keenan Allen proves him right over and over and over. And again, before you know it, he's looking for Keenan Allen in any opportunity that he needs a little help. Yeah. And one of the things
1: we didn't get to the Keenan Allen in the Keenan Allen part was that Allen caught 16 of his 33 tight window targets per NFL next gen stats the best clip amongst receivers in the league with at least 20, you know, with at least 20 targets. So that that connection is there and they're only going to kind of elevate each other. And I think the Chargers leaned on Keenan Allen a little bit too much as a crutch last year, gave him too many kind of things behind the line of scrimmage and stuff like that. I think you're going to see a Keenan Allen making more explosive plays in 2021, but both very, very, deserving of being on these lists but do the chargers have an offensive lineman for the first time in a long time that's regarded as top 10 at their position so we're going to talk about the top 10 interior offensive linemen and the top 10 offensive tackles coming up right after this but first i need to tell you guys that if there's ever any auto part that you need there's only one place to go and that is rockauto.com i am a valued rockauto.com customer and When something goes wrong with your car, it's such a frustrating experience, right? Why add to your frustration by, now you're going to look for a part by searching through chain storefronts, talking to the counterman just to see if they have what you need in stock, for them to inevitably tell you that they don't and they'll get it ordered in two weeks or something. When you can stay in the comfort of your own home, get a great price because at rockauto.com, whether you're a mechanic or a daily driver, everybody gets the same low price, and Get it delivered right to your front door without even having to break a sweat, right? That's what you get with rockauto.com. They have the biggest inventory that you're going to find out there. And whatever part that you need, whether it's you know, brake lamps, new carpet, motor oil, rock auto has everything. I've already used them three times. Don't add any stress to your life. When something goes wrong with your car, if you need a part, go to rockauto.com. And right now you can go see all the parts they have available for your car truck and right locked on in there. how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com. I was going to tell you guys about the best protein bar on the planet, and of course I'm talking about built bars. And let's start with the fact that every built bar is 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. And I know what you're wondering. How is that going to fit into my diet? And I'm going to tell you great, because no matter what diet you're on, for the most part, Built Bars are going to fit into them. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, which is a lot, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. That's great for pretty much every diet, but the best part is they taste great and they have a ton of variety to choose from. You can go with the peanut butter brownie, you can go cookies and cream, mint brownie, coconut, and you can order a mixed box where they're going to just send you all of the different built Bars that they have so you can switch it up, keep some variety in your life, and you'll never get tired of them. But right now, we can even save you guys some money on built Bars. If you go to builtbar.com. you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word for 15% off at BiltBar.com. All right, David Woods, well, time to wrap up the week. And these have been really fun to get into because I do like that it's just a bunch of different NFL people's opinions, right? It's not just only coaches or only front office guys who might be a little out of the loop or only players who have their own friendships and biases. This is getting a lot of different people, right? This is going around the ring or getting a lot of different perspectives and seeing how it stacks up. And I was very, very excited to look at the interior offensive line top 10 by ESPN and Jeremy Fowler only to find out that our boy Corey Lindsley got absolutely jobbed on this list David so let's start with this interior offensive lineman that's a very broad category you're talking left guard center right guard there's 90 of those guys right 96 starting interior offensive linemen on any given week yeah I think a little lazy there Honestly. It's a big pull. Yeah, no, that's... I mean, the thing is, is, I don't even know if it's lazy because it's like a lot of people mention him. I don't know if you forget about him after he's the highest paid center in football, right? I think before Frank Ragnall ended up getting his contract. But it's not just the fact that they left Corey Lindsley off of it. I mean, guards are thought of as more valuable than centers are. But the fact that three other centers make the top 10, including Rodney Hudson Ends up sneaking in at number nine, and I think he's very good. And I've been a huge, you know, proponent of bringing in Rodney Hudson like the six six times he's been available (laughs) over the last couple of years. But at his age, and you're looking at right now and him coming off not his best season, I don't know how he ends up making the list. Eric McCoy ends up coming in at 10. Not a ton of proven dominance there.
0: I think our boy got robbed. No question he got robbed. I mean, he's a, he was a first-team All-Pro last year as a center. I mean, it's absolutely insane to think that those two other centers made it over him. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he's an honorable mention on the list, but I think that's disrespectful and, and honestly just downright wrong. I mean, working with one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, I think, in Aaron Rodgers, I think I can comfortably say that, um, has already has said multiple times that Corey Lindsley was an instrumental on that offensive line and one of the better offensive lines in keeping him upright and allowing him to make those miraculous throws and constantly put the Packers in good positions to win games. I mean, I, I just don't understand how you can logically put together a list that doesn't have Corey Lindsley on it when you're talking about interior offensive linemen. Well, and the thing is, is he doesn't show up on the list, so you don't know how
1: high some, you know, teams had him, potentially, or some coaches or players or whatever. Still, I mean, the guy gave up four pressures last year. Four. First team, all pro. I think what's happening here is they're going for the physically imposing players. It seems like that part of it is really taking precedent here over being really sound fundamentally, right, and also having a great IQ and being able to point out checks and things like that that really help out the rest of the offensive line and the quarterback, and just talking about, you know, maybe guys who can blow guys off the line of scrimmage, which Corey Lindsley can do, but he's not the most physically imposing center, but what he does is do his job on every play, and I think sometimes we make too much of what an offensive lineman has to do is he going out there and winning his rep, right? That's great. Like, that's what you want every time. Is he getting blown back into the quarterback's lap? Is he getting beat by the guy in front of him? Corey Lindsley eats up one on one matchups and he doesn't lose them. That's what I want out of my center. On
0: every rep, it's just not going to happen. Sure.
1: And it's just not the type of player he is. He's a very technical, very fundamental dude that's super, super smart and is a perfect fit for what the Chargers needed with Justin Herbert. But as far as the guards go, I'm not. Surprised, you know, Matt Filer would definitely be the guy. I mean, Odea Bushi has had some uneven seasons and has had really his best season last year. And that most of these guys at least have some track record. Odea Bushi doesn't really have that. Matt Filer's a guy who was a reserve for quite a while, right? And just came on with the Steelers over the last couple of seasons and has played really well. Not a ton of surprise there. I will tell you, I was thinking maybe Brian Bulaga, you know, gets a mention with the tackles. Yeah. He did not. I mean, but no. he also didn't last year too. So that's pretty consistent. And with the guy who's playing, you know, less than forty percent of the snaps or less than fifty percent of the snaps, I can't really blame him. But not only David, do I think Rashawn Slater will be mentioned <laughs> on this list within the next couple of years. I think it's also important to remember that the Chargers don't need, <laughs> you know, a top ten offensive lineman at every position. No. They truly don't. From what it was. To where it is, it's a monumental difference. So the Chargers will be just fine if they have, you know, a top fifteen guard. When there's thirty starting guards, or you know, when there's sixty four starting guards throughout the NFL, you're good with a top fifteen guard. And I think that's somewhere where, where you know Matt Filer would go. Bushi, definitely a top half when he's playing at his best. Corey Lindsley a top one or top three center. All that's fine if the Chargers can just get good play out of this offensive line. I don't think any of us are going to care where these guys were rated on this list until next year comes up, and then they get jobbed again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I mean, Corey Lindsley, I think he definitely deserved to be on this list, and I think he will. I think he will show up on this list. He wasn't even
1: the first center that was in the others receiving votes. It was Ryan Kelly, who's a good player. These guys are good players, but like... They're not... they're he not can't Linsley be level. the fourth guy mentioned after the top ten when you're doing that. Like it just it's so hard for me to understand how he could be disrespected by these people around the league.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I really it doesn't really make sense to me. But the fact that Rashawn Slater, I think, will be on this list, I think is really exciting for me. I mean, the Chargers haven't had a young left tackle that they can keep and have for a long time and hopefully he stays healthy and you know he shows that te- technical acumen that we know that he was able to show in college hopefully that translates to the NFL level like we think it will and if it does I think he's going to be a perennial mainstay on this list
1: well and the thing is too is there's some precedent because both Makai Becton and Tristan Wurfs made this list both of those guys have a you know one year of experience in the NFL they made it after their first season, especially with Mikai Becton, who I had as my number one tackle in last year's draft class, and I wanted to take him instead of Justin Herbert. That's not the point. The point is, <laughs> that, no, I didn't. But the point is, you can do it after one season. Rashawn Slater could pop up on this list. There's a lot of aging guys right in both of these groups as well that could be aging out of these lists soon. The Chargers also missed out on you know uh, the tight end list, and I don't think that's a surprise to anyone Hunter Henry made the list. We love you. But either way, the main point here is the Chargers don't need top 10 guys, even though they have one in Corey Lindsley. They don't need that to be successful. They just need average to above average offensive linemen, and they're getting such better production than what they've had the last few seasons. So I'm still excited about it. Corey Lindsley, if you're listening out there, just know you might not be a top 10 center on this list, but you're a number one center in our hearts, and that's what's most important. And we'll make you a trophy for that. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show and for the week. Guess what, guys? The Locked On Chargers podcast is coming back at you five days a week starting next week, going all the way through next June, right? So you won't be able to get rid of us. We're going to be back five days a week, hoping you guys can join us. We will also be making a push to YouTube soon. I know you young kids out there love your YouTube. So that is something we're going to try to be integrating here coming soon but next week we're going to try to have some guests on the show to preview training camp and i mean we're just going to be exploding with excitement to see the chargers back on the field with this new coaching staff so make sure you're with us then and make sure you don't miss a show by following or subscribing wherever you get your podcast from the new odyssey app spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. tune in wherever you find your podcast from you can find the show there and make sure to rate and review if you like it as well so we can keep this thing going but You can also find the show on either of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David on Twitter at SD as well as the show's page at LockedOnLAC. We love interacting with you guys on there. And we also have a LockedOnChargers Instagram page and a Facebook page as well. So if you guys want to follow us there, you'll you'll make sure that you guys never miss a show. If you guys can't contain your excitement about training camp, call into the LockedOnChargers voicemail line and tell us what you're looking forward to in training camp. The number is 323-524-7924, and we're trying to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But that's going to wrap it up for this week, guys. So excited to be back here with you guys next week and getting you ready for training camp. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.